The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager, only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, my friends. How are you all? It is that time again. It is. Wow. Yes. September 1, September morn. We dance until the dawn became a brand new day. September mornings really make me feel that way. September morn. (laughs) My mom, I'll never, ever, ever forget that. Hold on, let me just start. Then I'll explain it. Yes, hello. Sean Gotti with you once again from Raleigh, North Carolina. And you know what? There's a million other things I'd rather be doing right now. But here I am, listening to the Eric Zane Show podcast. So without further ado, here he is. The one, the only, thank God, Eric Zane. Thank you, Sean. Daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures each and every day of the week from the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Eight years old, Eric, playing with his Micronauts, There's a blast from the past. Micronauts. Who remembers Micronauts? Or my uh, big track. Or rocket tubes. Great toy. Uh, Only worked, though, on TV. You bought the fucking thing, and it was such a shit show. ADHD out of control today. I'm, I'm like two stories in already. And I, I, it's, it's, the schematic is ridiculous. You buy the two, the uh, rocket tubes was a Micronauts toy. Micronauts are these little robot guys. You put the tubes together like a uh, slot car racetrack. 
you put the micronaut in the pod and put it uh, in this in this tube, similar to like uh, what a hamster runs around in. Yeah, I know hamsters. You turn on the motor, and it blows air. And on TV, it shoots that fucker all around the thing, goes up, down, left, right. It's it's incredible. The reality is. It was a horrible engineering uh, uh, disaster, and you you put the thing in, and you flip on the switch, and the and the pod would move like three inches, and you're like, what the, what did I do wrong? So then you know, my dad, this is before he flew the coop. He's you know half drunk, putting the fucking thing together, so you know. And then he like you know gets frustrated with it. It's it's uh, he takes it all apart, puts it all back together, you know. And at about that time, uh, this is back in the day when parents didn't kiss kids' ass. I mean, nowadays, if you have a toy like that, and you're one of the uh, pussy parents of today, and it doesn't work, uh, you're gonna take you know a fifty thousand dollar loan to hire the Army Corps of Engineers to get the fucking toy to work. But back in the day, you know, my dad's a six paps beer uh, into this, and he's like, yeah, uh, well, smell you later. You're on your own. Bye. And that's it. And if you said a word like, hey, well, no, I just got this toy. Can you help me? You're going to get your ass kicked. So I'm playing with my Micronauts. And I hear the Neil Diamond in the living room of our home. You want to see my boyhood home? 31291 Maryland Drive. Not Maryland, Maryland, like Maryland Monroe. 31291 Maryland Drive, Warren, Michigan. My mom's in that front room there. And I, I'm, I'm like, God dang it. It's like the house is on fire. And I go in there and I, I'm like fanning the smoke. And I'm like, mom, are you, are you back there? She has smoked probably a carton of cigarettes and there's empty wine bottles everywhere. Like literally tipped over on the ground. Uh, nothing's leaking out of them because it's all in her belly and, and a wine glass. And she's got the wine. It's a, that shitty Reuniti wine or Boone's Farm, and she's hammered. My dad just flew the coop, and she's like, oh, God, I can't take it. What am I going to do without your dad? Holy shit. Smoking Neil Diamond. She's got the blues. I'm like, oh, fuck, this is, this is awful. Yeah, that's divorce. That's, uh, that's, that's my child. That's what burns into your brain. Is it going to the zoo? No. Is it going to Disney World? No. Why couldn't you fucking idiots keep it together? How fucking hard is it? You know, and they're like, I just cannot live with your mother, guy. Ah, now I'm like, I'm 51 years old. I'm like, well, bullshit. I've been with my wife for 30 years. You fucking idiots didn't do it right. God rest my mother's soul. But there's no question. These two, it took them each three marriages to finally figure that shit out. Six marriages between them. Six!
God, that's a lot of baggage. I don't know. Maybe there's uh, something to it, though, because, uh, uh, you know, I've been supremely happy in my marriage. Very few bumps in the road in uh, 30 years. My brother, Jim, same thing. My brother, Michael, even longer. Same thing. I've been married like uh, 40 years. My brother, Paul, not so much. But at least he only got married once. Paul was like the wild card in the bunch because uh, shit got real at some point in his life. Ended up divorcing this sweet lady named Arlene. who uh, She's actually been enjoying the show a time or two. I love her to death. Paul fucked that whole thing up. And uh, he, he ended up uh, meeting another lady. They ended up getting, uh, well, having a child, my lovely niece. But then that ended. That They, they, they never got married. They just had the kid. Uh, now they're not together. All right. I have so much stuff to talk about with you today. And you need to know that this is, of course, a daily show, as I indicated, that uh, I talk about news, nonsense, and my personal adventures. We are personal adventure heavy today. And that that's the type of show I love the most. Okay. Uh, downloadable audio wherever you download podcasts. Or just go to my website, ericzaneshow.com. Can't miss it. I do this show live at about the same time every day of the week on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Share it and like it, please. Twitter, a Periscope video brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Retweet it with a snarky comment. Say something mean. Get it out of your system. And then YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. You can get it live there. I don't know what the... Like, it matters what you watch. People are like, I'm a YouTube guy. I'm a Facebook guy. I'm a, I'm a Periscope guy. Fuck it. Who cares? I don't give a shit. Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. Bell notification. Thumbs up. That's brought to you by... Insurance Nerd Frank. Buyinsurancehere.com. So if you buy it from the marketplace, if you've got Medicare in your future, you need help with your uh, re-enrollment with your employer's insurance, this is the guy, and this is a free service for you. More on that a little later on in the show. <sighs> now, I, I, I'm looking at the things I'm talking about today. It's a, it's a laundry list of things that have happened since the show ended and my thoughts on various things. Like I have a, uh, I have a, some thoughts and an update on the hurricane and, uh, and what I'm doing over the holiday weekend and stuff like that. Um, and whenever I do this, it always seems like I, I never get it all in and I kind of like push it all off to the Patreon and that's fine. I love the types of shows where I don't even get to talk about half the shit I talked about. Uh, yesterday on Patreon, my apologies to the folks on Patreon who are, there's several backbones on this show. The audience that enjoys the free podcast, the sponsors, but the first backbone, the first, um, what do you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Um, stronghold. <laughs> the first stronghold, the folks on Patreon. 
So I get really annoyed when I screw something up for people who actually pay money on the Patreon. I left the house yesterday to take care of a bunch of things I wanted to do without posting yesterday's show. What an asshole. My apologies. Of course, I got it in. I uh, got it done in the evening, in the 8 o'clock hour, my time. So, all right. I wanted to touch on this. First of all, Cam Newton, former NFL MVP, three-time All-Pro quarterback. Last year was his first year in New England after uh you know Tom Brady left and that was uh that was a very interesting set of circumstances there the fact that Tom Brady leaving uh, who's going to have more success Brady and the Bucks Belichick and the Pats well we all know what happened I still that to me is one of the most remarkable things that the guy just picks up goes to another team and it isn't like they were kind of good they won the whole fucking thing the next thing you know, they're throwing the Super Bowl trophy uh, from boat to boat uh, while the while the Pats struggled mightily. So this year, all right, uh, let's start it up again. They get this quarterback out of Alabama, Mac Jones. And uh, Mac Jones uh, tries his best in uh, preseason and training camp. And, uh, well... During the last 10 days, Cam Newton had to be away from the team for COVID protocol. No one really knows if that guy got vaccinated. It's been kind of like a mystery about him. But the, a funny thing happened. Uh, while he was away, Mac Jones was getting the majority of the reps and uh, uh, the majority of the looks from the coaches. And they say... I'm according to what I'm reading that that may have spelled doom. Like the Patriots are like, well, we're going to suck shit this year, no matter what. So let's just save $5 million and bring in any schlep to be the backup. And we're going to let this rookie do it. I mean, we caught lightning in a bottle with Tom Brady. Well, you know, a, a 20 year bit of lightning with Tom Brady. Ah, maybe we can do it again. So they cut Newton loose. He's done. 32-year-old quarterback. He can sign with anyone. And But the problem is, for Newton, is the Patriots, they did try to trade him, but nobody wanted him. Oh, my God. So uh, he, he'll probably get picked up by another team. A lot of people are saying the Dallas Cowboys might have something to do with that because Dak Prescott is kind of a mess right now. But uh, we shall see. But the one thing I wanted to show you, was, uh, and I'll, I'll share it with you. It was a side-by-side comparison. And it was a tweet that said, uh, this guy shows Mac Jones is now the starting quarterback and this guy is out of a job. And it's a picture of Cam Newton. So it, now I don't have the actual side-by-side, but you get where I'm going here. If you're listening to the audio podcast, I will uh, link this up. But I mean, Mac Jones, I mean, he's got bitch tits. He's got uh, uh, a body. This is a classic dad bod. All right? This is after Alabama just won another fucking national title or whatever. Uh, Here he is with his shirt off. 
and he just and he's a boy. He's like a little kid. Look at that face, that baby face. And there's comparisons being made to him and Tom Brady's uh, shirtless picture at the combine back in the day. This is Tom Brady too. So, <laughs> my God. Um, and then so he just beat out this guy for the starting job of the New England Patriots. And I just absolutely love that. That is one of the funnier things that you're going to see right there. So we shall see. Meanwhile, closer to home. I think that any of you folks, including brain-damaged Bill Simonson, who this is why I would love to be on the radio with Bill because he goes unchecked. Okay? He uh he's completely lost his mind. He is uh, entirely too cocky with his uh, 50,000 watt radio station now powering me. I'm Bill. I got fuck that. He's sitting there going on the radio on a regular basis talking about the Lions are going to win more games with his fake Brooklyn accent. The Lions are going to win more games statewide, well-addressed, quack, quack, than the uh, Los Angeles Rams with Matt Stafford. Well, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard because uh, when, uh, uh, what's the guy's name, the head coach, when Dan Campbell took over for the Detroit Lions, he made it very clear the team has Wait for it. Four-letter word, which means you suck. Grit. We're going to have grit. You know what your team doesn't have, WWE Dan? Talent. They are so bad, and they will be so bad this year. I love them, but make no mistake, they're going to be shitty. I will watch every game, but they're going to suck tons of dick. They're so bad, they don't even have a kicker. They had two kickers in camp who kicked the whole preseason, and, you know, they would kick the ball towards the goalpost, and then a fan on the sidelines would get hit in the face with the ball. They even waved both kickers. And then they've got all these no-name shitbag receivers who they kept for all of the training camp. And you know what they did? At the end of training camp and when the final roster cut, they cut virtually all of them. So they had the shittiest of the league that couldn't make the team. Think about that. So now they're like picking a guy up off the waiver wire who, you know, uh, actually doesn't even have hands. They had a guy. There's a guy that I don't know if he made the team, but there was an article by Kyle Meineke who was on the verge of making the team who they picked up from the professional lacrosse league. And I shit you not. Look it up. We're going with guys who play lacrosse on the fucking Lions. And dumb gorillas like Bill Simonson are going, hey, that's got to be a big year for the Lions. What? You're bringing in a quarterback who has been good but you got to understand had a uh, amazing offensive line and an incredible running back in Todd Gurley for a period of time and uh well that uh, opened up a lot of doors when you have the running back who is a threat it, i mean that uh, run pass option 
can really screw a team up. And uh, Sean McVay is the coach who uh, seemed to have a architect's mindset when it came to putting shit together for that team. What do we have? Grit. So shut up, Bill, with your uh, horse shit. Uh, Goff and the Lions are going to win more than uh, 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 Matt Stafford and the Rams. All right? This is why I would love to actually be on the radio with Bill to tell him how stupid this is right to his dumb fucking face. But is that going to happen? Fuck no. And probably with good reason. Bill reached out to the guy who runs his uh, network, network radio star. He's a, a guy by the name of Marty Boer. Bill always reveals more than he should whenever he uh, whenever he talks to me. He indicated that, uh, yeah, I told Marty that I was on your show, and uh, Marty said, well, did he, uh, well, did, uh, did Zane bash Cumulus? Or did, uh, did Zane make you bash Cumulus or something like that? And, and Bill did not, but Marty's concerned about that because I do, and I tried to get him to bash Cumulus and the fucking horse shit show that place is over there, but he did not. But nevertheless, that's what people think of me. Loose cannon. We are 37 minutes away from Deer Meathead. I have nothing for questions. The only thing I see is a passive-aggressive, idiotic email from one of the dumbest audience members on the planet, Joe Morin. He writes, Dear Meathead, I have a friend that is always talking terrible about his former co-workers. How do I let him know that it's best to just let it go? It's been five years since he... Uh, left that job or got fired. Yeah, I see what you're doing there, you jackass. He has another stupid passive-aggressive question. Dear Meathead, do you know of any good podcast to listen to? I've been listening to one where the guy continually uh, alienates his audience because they disagree on stupid things. Uh, the podcaster is so egotistical and is full of himself. When he sings, it hurts everyone's ears so that's how it's going to be other than that where joe had his lovely wife type that out for him because he can't read or write he just said it and she typed it and sent it for him send it along eric at ericzaneshow.com i would love to hear from you Yesterday, I had uh, the reason why I left. I left the house and uh, did not get that Patreon posted till later. Uh, I had a a laundry list of things I had to do. I had to uh, go to the YMCA, of course, get my workout in. My run lifted some weights. Even did uh, some core work. And then off I go to beautiful Hastings, Michigan, which is in the middle of. Barry County, Michigan, the home 
of one of the biggest buttfuck sheriffs on the planet, Dar Leaf. He's one of those constitutional, crazy fucking uh, MAGA flag-waving maniac. Okay, so I'm in the land of Dar Leaf. This Barry County, Michigan, is like another country. But I digress. That has nothing to do with why I was there. Why I was there was actually a fantastic thing. Um, I had uh, a couple of people that are part of the uh, local Barry County Serenity Club reach out to me some time ago and said, hey, we don't know what we're doing, but we're going to put on a uh, Serenity Club kind of like a party concert to raise awareness and and help people because, uh, you know, how it works when you're a drunk like me or an addict you, you know, you, you, you plug into the various programs. Uh, there's AA meetings everywhere. And the folks in Barry County are trying to grow that so that they are limitless in their scope to be able to help those uh, suffering with addiction. Numerous issues in that county with addiction. Uh, heroin, meth, uh, whatever it may be, alcohol. So, you know there's always a handful of like-minded individuals who usually get together and try to make their outreach that much further. And when I say outreach, having more meetings, getting together and uh, uh, 12-step meetings and things like that. So they reached out to me some time ago. They go, yeah, this is our first one. We're going to have bands play. We're going to have people speak and uh, show support. Do you want in? Well, of course. Of course I'll be there. Of course I'll talk about this is right at my alley. Are you kidding me? You're asking me to be in front of a microphone in front of people? It's my bread and butter. Yeah, I can. And, and, hell, and I'm surrounded by the uh, God, God's gift to the planet, drunks. Drunks and addicts. That's that's my crowd, man. Uh, there, there is no, no group of people I love more in the world than drunks and addicts, uh, recovering drunks and addicts, you know? Uh, sometimes, well, I mean, I love them all, but I want them to take that first step. And as soon as they do that, then we can bring you in and lift you up. That's how it works. Okay. So, um, we're a handful of days away from this, uh, event and, uh, this dude, Roy puts it on. Um, I, I guess I missed a couple of messages and he goes, oh man, you're ghosting me. And I'm like, oh, fuck, no, no, I'm not. I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't do that to you. Are you kidding me? I go, no, I'm here. I'll be there. I'll be there. And so uh, he goes, yeah, I just want you to go up there and speak for, uh, you know, just do your thing. It, there, There is no plan here. I basically just get the mic and talk. So what the hell am I going to do? Um, I'm driving over there. Problem. After I got done working out, I'm starving. I'm so damn hungry. I see a uh, this sweet new Middle Eastern restaurant. I'm like, oh, my God, where have you been? In the land of all these white people, I have a Middle Eastern restaurant. I had no idea this was even here. So I went in, and I go, lamb, rice, uh, bread, hummus, uh, whatever that, that, what is it called? Tzatziki sauce, uh, Greek salad. 
baklava. I'm sitting at the table with all of this fucking food, and I'm just, I'm not even doing anything, but just concentrating, just, just, just piling it in. Killed all this food, and then um, right as I was finishing it, I feel my, my stomach starts. I've eaten too fast. So I go, shit. And it's like it feels like it's actually stuck just before it gets to the stomach. Like it's like piled up there. Like uh, the tube that leads to the stomach is swollen like a python that's just eaten a goat. I got to drive an hour to the land of Darleaf with this horrible pain. So I'm like, oh, my God, how am I going to get through this? This is bad. And so I finally get there. And uh, they go, all right, hey, the band's just finishing up. Can you go on after this song? And the band is playing. They're they're called Amperage. That's the name of the band. It's uh, four people, average age, 108. And they're awesome. But they're old. The only one who wasn't old was the lady in the band. You got three greasy dudes and a lady, and she's singing No More Tears by Ozzy. Problem. The bass drum, uh, you know how like you, you put like a logo or something like that on the bass drum? Might say Foo Fighters or whatever. The Beatles on Ringo's kit. It says Jack Daniels with a, with a bottle. I'm like, oh, no, what the fuck? Come on. All these, uh, there's like a, like 200 people here. They're all white knuckling it, trying to trying to uh, get through another day without consuming any foreign substance that they shouldn't put into their body. And then the band has a has a Jack Daniels logo on the on the kick drum. I'm like, oh my god, what the hell's going on here? So she's finishing up the song. She's doing no more. Just another hand in the bush, in the bush, in the bush. They go, hey, another speaker. I'm there one minute. Hey, another speaker. I come walking up there. I have no idea what I'm going to say. None. I gave it a little bit of thought on the drive over. But I didn't really know what I was going to say. Now, you might think, that's fucking terrifying. But it's kind of par for the course. Uh you know, and I, I mean, I have a general idea, the uh, talking points, the things that move the meter when it comes to discussing sobriety. It's been 20, uh, over 25 years that I've been uh, living with this. And uh, so, you know, just kind of tap into the experiences, say a few nice things, uh, get through several minutes. Don't go too long. Don't fucking bore them. And uh, then get the fuck out. That's your job. Do it. You made it this far doing it like this. Uh, this should be no big deal. So one thing I noticed when I was talking was uh, nobody was looking at their phone. And then I, uh, as I talked more, uh, I saw like a couple fist pumps from what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, all right. I think I'm doing okay here. I think I'm... Uh, I think I'm winning these people over. I started out by saying, hello to you all. Hello to you all. I'm Eric, and I'm an alcoholic. 
they all respond, you know, typically. So then uh, I'm not going to go into the detail of what I touched on, but all you need to know is that I could hear like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, various uh, uh, squawks from different sides of the room. Or not room. We're, we're outside. It's like a band shell, you know. Like, oh, man, I think, I think I'm doing pretty fucking good here. And then uh, it ends. And then people are, are like, I'm like, God bless you all. Thank you for coming out here. God bless the support of, the, of all of us drunks and, and drug addicts. Thank you so much. You guys have been through the ringer. I love you. Take care. Bye-bye. It was it fucking... Holy shit, these people, I won them over. And then I go walking over to the side of the stage and I see Roy and he goes, you just blew them away. I go, I did? He goes, yeah, look at him. They're like, yeah, woo-hoo, yeah. I'm like, oh my God. I would be a, uh, I would be a good cult leader, I think. I think I could, uh, I could convince people to do really crazy shit like David Koresh if I wanted to. Um. So he goes, oh, dude, that was awesome. I go, oh, all right, great. So then we talk a little bit. The band comes on, plays like a fucking fog hat song or something, or I don't know, Nickelback. Grand Funk. You got to bust out. Uh, we're an American band. They did. Talked a little bit more with uh, Roy and John. We decided that we need to make the event bigger. I go, hey, well, I can help you plan it. And they call on me and I'll. I'll sit in on your planning meetings. We can uh, we can do that. He goes, oh, okay, great. And he goes, here's a here's a coupon for a free pulled pork sandwich at a food truck. He goes, and go get yourself a free shirt. So I'm like, oh my god, this is so great. And the lady hands me the shirt. And so this is the back. Uh, BCSC is Barry County Serenity Club. There's our there's a logo or the uh, that's kind of like uh, goes with a lot of these twelve step programs that uh, uh, kind of like design. The triangle design there in a square or square in a triangle. And then uh, all these people, all these great businesses supported them. And then on the other side, okay, this looks remarkably like the thin blue line logo. And it says no one fights alone, but you see this. It's it, it's So if I wore this right now, if you're someone who's uh if i had this on and someone turned on the show because people have wrecked what that means and i don't know who but people would see that and immediately think that i'm going to get done with this show and go kill some black guys so i don't know if that was an accident or on purpose the closeness to thin blue line because isn't that what it's like today? Isn't isn't it like if you have any organization, it's either uh, you hate white people and want them to die or you hate black people and you want them to die, even though uh, the organizations that I'm referring to started out with the best of intentions, but then the world ruined what they're really about. Isn't that true? Like If I'm walking down the street today and I see some guy with a Black Lives Matter shirt, because I've been trained to think that, that's a crazy person. I don't want anything to do with you if you have a Black Lives Matter t-shirt on. You're a fucking fascist lunatic. Conversely, if Joe Schmo has a thin blue line shirt on, I'm like, oh, 
fuck? Get me away from you. No, I don't want to polish your truck nuts with you. Get me the fuck out of here. So she handed me that shirt, and I didn't want that one because it looks like that. And then I'm like, I don't want to be rude. Besides, if I say I don't want one that looks like thin blue line, she's probably going to pull out a fucking Bowie knife and bury it in my neck. So, whatever. I got the shirt. Zane, you shouldn't be ashamed. I'm not ashamed. I'm concerned for my health because people have wrecked that. So shut up. That was the joy of my get-together in beautiful Hastings, Michigan. Thank you to them. You got a nice community down there. Uh, you know, that, that band shell is really, really sweet. Very nice. Thank you for inviting me. You folks are great. I'm looking forward to doing things with you in the future. All right. Dear Meathead, in just, well, 22 minutes away. Jason Schaefer has sent one along. Thank you. Good question there. More on Jason Schaefer later on. He's going to get beaten up again. Joshua Brown weighs in with a question. If you have a question for Dad on Dear Meathead, eric at ericzangeshow.com. Don't forget, the show is on Patreon, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. If uh, you you know find yourself running out of things to listen to, you know, you listen to this podcast, the free podcast, and then you're like, what the hell? I got six more hours of work today. What do I do? Well, there is more than enough for you on the Patreon. It doesn't end there. I go an additional 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, Every day of the work week on Patreon. Plus, there is a ton of other programming on there. Okay, about 15 hours a week of content. Um, You know, typically on a person's Patreon, you might get a couple shows a month. That's about it. A couple hours, maybe four hours of content a month. I give you 15 hours a week on my Patreon. Patreon.com slash Eric Zane. All of the audio downloadable is five bucks a month. All of the audio with video and live streams is 10 bucks a month. If you care, sign up. If not, that's fine too. I appreciate your time. I will say this. I advise probationary period. Sign up for one month. Try it for a week. If it sucks, cancel it. And then you get the rest of that month. Otherwise, you can either let it ride each month or sign up for the yearly, which I then give you 10% off. And I'm the only person that actually offers that. Patreon says you should offer your uh, listeners an incentive if they commit for a year. 10% off is the way to go. Not everybody does that. A lot of people just say, ah, make them pay. No, 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 no. You're going to give me... A year's worth of Patreon membership subscription fees. You get it for a cheaper rate. It's the length. I love length. The open of this show is brought to you this time around by Affordable Limousine. They're hiring. If you want to make between forty-five and sixty-five thousand plus dollars a year. You need to apply. Okay. Now they're looking. Here's the requirements. 
affordable limousine in Grand Rapids, Michigan. They're looking for experienced drivers with a CDLB with passenger endorsement. Go to buscareers.com. Buscareers.com. Fill out the form. That's the requirement. CDLB with passenger endorsement. Buscareers.com. Talk about a low-stress, low-maintenance, awesome place to work. If you don't know, that's my side hustle. I work for Affordable Limousine. It's really nice to get an amazing wage, you know, 18 bucks an hour with a CDLB with passenger endorsement. And then on top of that, uh, the bachelorette party is throwing 20s and 50s at you, which you take every penny of it and put in your pocket. All of that is yours on top of what you're earning. What are you doing driving around that yellow bus full of snot-faced maggot kids? Ugh, God, getting up at 5 in the morning to go to the stinking bus yard with your sack lunch, driving around these degenerate buttfuck kids. Oh, God, what are you doing? Wouldn't you love on your schedule to, you know, pick up the local high school football team at four in the afternoon, take them to the game, wait for them, bring them back, pay me. Wow. Come on, get on it. They need drivers. They're expanding the business. So get on it. Okay. But this isn't going to last forever. So if you hear this, like, ah, I can put it off. Do not do this because these jobs are going to fill up fast with affordable limousine, corporate trips, casino trips, weddings, college, university, high school, sports, you name it, okay? You're going to love this, man. Buscareers.com. They have almost 40 vehicles in their fleet. Uh, So affordable limousine is the way to go. You're just going to love working for affordable limousine. So if you fit that description, CDLB with passenger endorsement, this is what you need to do. God bless A&E Heating and Cooling. At some point, you're going to need this. So just remember, I've got a guy. Uh, you might need a brand new furnace or installation set up installed. That you're, This one is just not doing the trick for you, whatever you got. You will install the Cadillac of all products, the Comfort Maker brand of furnaces and air conditioners. Absolutely hands down, number one rated, five stars all the way around. All the other companies... Uh, that 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 make these products they they they're, they're just not the same engineered perfectly better than the other guys and installed by joe martinez a and e heating and cooling 616-516-8579 and i noticed walking into this room the studio the autumn chill is here it seems like it you know it's getting cooler now thank god it's been so hot here but uh we're finally getting a break God bless A&E Heating and Cooling. Senor Martinez. And then, of course, Gift of Life Michigan. I need to, uh, I posted one link earlier. Now I need to post. I didn't have the whole show. But that event I did at the local zoo, the John Ball Zoo with Gift of Life, where I'm hosting a virtual um, tour of the zoo, okay? And, you know, it's me in front of a camera, um, 
reading a teleprompter, but also there's a lot of like, there's a couple of tech snafus where I kind of get in the weeds and it's funny seeing that. I love those moments. Um, you'll see me hosting with Allison from gift of life, Michigan. Great fun. I'm going to link that up in the show notes of this podcast. Thank you. Gift of life, Michigan for, um, having me talk about the wonderful things that you do in terms of a uh, gift of life organ donation. Um, I, I tell you what, uh, donating a kidney to Jeffrey was, uh, was a big thing, but, um, part of it in my brain, I was like, I, I hope I can, uh, expand my platform to be able to talk about this more. And then when gift of life, Michigan said, we think you'd be the ideal person to discuss organ donation with your audience. Yes. We want to make you the media ambassador for the state of Michigan gift of life program. I'm like, Oh my God, this is incredible. This is exactly what I wanted to happen. And it did. So I'm not asking you to go ahead and just uh, slash open your belly and give away a portion of your liver or a lung or your kidney. I mean, that's uh, that's a little bit of a different uh, thing here. Gift of life focuses on in the unlikely event that you experience an untimely passing, you need to have your ducks in a row so that you can save eight lives because that's what happens. Uh, heart, two lungs, uh, two kidneys, liver, pancreas, intestines. Eight lives saved by you. Not to mention 75 more lives uh, improved greatly with um, tissue donation, cornea donations. My God. And you can't take it with you, okay? So... What's the big deal? Go to uh, ericzaneshow.com. At the top, you'll see the Gift of Life logo. It looks just like that one. Click on it and just fill out the form. That's it. And then you're in the system. Doesn't matter where you are, do it. Thank you so much in advance. Uh, I really, really appreciate that. And so do they. Dear Meathead, 13 minutes away. And this is early, but your old pal Eric has to pee. So I apologize for that, but I have so much more to talk about to, uh, today. So I'm excited about that. Do not go anywhere. I will be back in just a second. Kyle Fade. All right. Dear Meathead, 10 minutes away. Get your questions in. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. So. I titled this uh, live podcast, Diana Breaking My Heart. What in the world? Kenny's like, whoa, what happened? Uh, yeah, so the plan is to go up north. And I talked on the Patreon about that uh, this weekend. She gets out of work Friday. And then uh, it's her. It's me. Uh, four dogs. Diana's brother, the NFK, who uh, he said every time he just loves going up there. I'm thinking, okay, we're getting the band back together. We're going to go up north. This is a, uh, just, just try to picture this. Where we're at is probably the densest woods you will see. Years ago, my dad cleared out the old scraggly trees that were uh, um, creating this um, uh shady canopy over the 10 acres so that no sunlight was getting to the forest floor. Well, 
he logged it. He actually hired a logging company to go in and uh, uh, take the timber. So what they do is they they cut the trees and then they pay you. So they pay him like a lot of money for the wood because up there, timber is a big industry. What that did was it opened up the canopy. And so 20 years ago, little trees start growing, a lot of them. And now it's fucking, Jesus, you would not believe the unbelievable uh, denseness that are in this uh, plot of land, this, this 10 acres. So where we are at Fear Bunker North is an area the size of half of a football field that has no trees. Um, the amount of silence that is created there because of those trees is ridiculous. Um, you never really noticed how noisy the world is until you get to a place that is pristinely quiet when the only actual noise is leaves moving in trees and birds chirping. It's ridiculous. I don't know why, but it just, it, it's like everything washes away. Anything that I was having a problem with is gone. That's what I love about that place. I could just sit there and, and uh, I mean, well, I, I, I never just sit there. I'm hyper, but it's just, it really, it, uh, Fred Barry, it cleanses the soul, cleanses the spirit. Oh, Fred Bear, walk with me down the trail again. And then the silence is erupted because we start shooting guns or something like that there. Remember one time I was shooting a gun and my, the fucking neighbor, she lives. She lives like forever away. She goes, were you shooting guns? Uh, what the hell is her name? Kathy. And I go, yeah. Were you aimed towards my property? Yeah. Would you not do that? I go, well, it's a, fuck, there's a 10 acres between us. There's a fucking ridge and 90 billion trees. Are you fucking kidding me? And I go, all right. Yeah, because my dog sometimes wanders on your property. And you see, that's the law of the land up there with these fucking uh, hillbillies up there. And I'm like, well, yeah, excuse me, but uh, uh, my property is not your dogs to wander around on. And if I want to fucking fire off my my pistol, uh, excuse me, so I have to shoot it the other direction towards the road? You fucking idiot or something? The land, um, when it ends, like the, uh, imagine it's completely clear. There's grass, and then you walk to the edge of it, and then it isn't like it gradually becomes treed. It's instantly, the it's like when you're in the outfield at the Field of Dreams game and you step into the corn. You're immediately, cons- it's darkness. In the daytime, it's like darkness in the fucking woods. Darkness. Fuck your couch, N-word. Fuck your couch. Incredible. So being there side by side with my soulmate and my dogs is perfect. I'm used to Kevy going up there with us, the NFK. He sits in his chair by the fire. I keep the fire stoked for him. I get him drinks. I take care of him. 
then I start hearing rumblings. Dinah says, well, uh, I don't know if I want to go. I go, well, why? Well, Kevy uh, says he's not going now. He doesn't want to go. Why? Yeah, he doesn't want to go, and uh, so I'm just going to stay here with him, and then uh, I'll keep a couple of the dogs. I go, well, I mean, I wanted to bring the dogs. I mean, not all the dogs get to go up there. It's They love it up there. No, they don't. I said, well, first of all, yes, they do. So what the fuck? What is happening here? What, what black dick are you uh, entranced by that is making it so that you don't want to be, you know, with your husband? I go, look, there's certain things that, I mean, I'm very simple when it comes to the things that I like to do and want. I mean, I, I, I don't have the, uh, the joy of being able to get shit-faced or anything like that. I mean, I love waking up next to you, getting up, getting coffee, and taking a walk with you. I like holding your hand. I mean, this is this is what this is why I want to go. And you're telling me that you're not going to do it. I'm like, what the fuck? It broke my little heart. So I'm like, shit. So like everybody's bailing on me. So then I go downstairs, and uh, this is just the icing on the cake. Here's the problem with the NFK. He can't communicate without sounding like a total cock. All right? Comes walking into the room. Again, he walks like it's if a penguin got, had sex with Frankenstein to create Penguinstein. That's how he walks. And uh, he goes, hey, uh, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. Like, oh, okay. No worries. Sure. Like, I already know that. I go, oh, okay. He goes, yeah, my knee. My knee is, uh, you know. My knee. Uh, no, I don't know about your knee. So then all I say is this. I go, oh, boy, I uh, didn't know your knee was bugging you, champ. Now, normal people will say this in not a dickish tone. but And I don't think he means to do this. But after I say, oh, man, I didn't know that your knee was bugging you. He goes, well, it's not. But if I walk around there all the time, it's gonna. And I'm like, okay. All right. Uh, that seemed completely unnecessary. Uh, thanks. So uh, now Jackie, my daughter, and Justin are going to be there. They're bringing their dog. So it's five dogs now. I mean, that Dinah's, it's going to be five dogs. It just, just can't do it. It's like, come on, man. We've been up there before with seven dogs. Other people have brought, it's fine. What What is going on here? Look at Bruce, by the way. Check him out. I just noticed he's completely on his back. He's completely cashed. <laughs> I sometimes lose sight of how funny it must be to see him roll on his back with four Pause in the air. He knows I'm talking about him, too. Hello. Hello, buddy. Hey. All right. So, yeah, that's why I titled this Diana Broke My Heart. Because she did. You know, I mean, seriously. We got an extra day off for Labor Day. It's going to be sweet. We get to, I mean, come on. So she's not, I mean, 
It, it's like I have to twist your uh, arm to get her to uh, be part of this. So that's kind of bumming me out. Dear me, Dad, in just a minute. If you could, if you know Diana on Facebook or you have her phone number, would you please help me? Okay? Uh, reach out to her and say, if you don't go up north, you're going to break Snowflake Eric's heart. I'm just going to be sitting there fucking alone. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, actually probably will do that alone. But I, I will be alone. I don't want to be alone. I mean, I love Jackie and, and Justin, but I mean, it's just, she's got, it's, it's, you can't break up the team, man. I mean, it's a very sensitive time for your old pal, Eric. I'm at, my uh, youngest daughter just flew the coop for college. You know, I have feelings too. I don't think this is too much to ask. Hang on. Oh, man. I know that me showing the sensitive side is making all you ladies cream, by the way. I am aware of that. I, I, I have that effect on you all. I know that. And you don't have to admit that. I mean, I know it. I know that it's happening right now. You're gushing as I tell that story. <laughs> can't even. I can't even get behind that. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. I want you to call them at 616-532-6600. Family run, lady owned, veteran owned business in West Michigan. I don't care if you're 100 miles away. You need to get your car repaired at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. They are the best, trusted uh, nearly five stars on the reviews from random everyday customers. My gosh, you cannot go wrong with Irvine's, spelled E-R-V-I-N-E-S, Irvine's.com. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage can get any audience member, no matter where they are, into a mortgage. There are some exceptions, of course, South Carolina, Hawaii, Alaska, and Maine. Whether your credit score is impeccable or in the shitter, uh, let Mario work his magic. Call him at 231-332-6505 or click on the emerald gr green logo at ericzaneshow.com and MLS number 3035. While I'm at it, my friends at TC Paintball, are inviting you to book a fun-filled party at TC Paintball. TCPaintballGR.com. Rick, I will be reaching out to you today. Something behind the scenes happening. TCPaintballGR.com. Book a party. Bachelor, bachelorette, uh, bro bash, if you will. Uh, workplace team building. You walk in, everybody's like, boy, what do we do? Well, you just let the experts. There's uh, referees for each of these uh, uh, matches that you play on the paintball field. Uh, you get the equipment rental when you pay for your field time. It's awesome. Turnkey. Put the money in their hands. They give you the gun, the mask, the paint. Off you go. Book a party at TC Paintball in Grand Rapids. Old or young doesn't matter. Little League is on Wednesday. Online at tcpaintballgr.com. My segment with my father, Dear Meathead. 
Brought to you by JM Synthetics. Online at jmsynthetics.com for all of your Amsoil products. Here we go. Let's bring Dad in. Johnny on the spot, guy. Good morning, son. Hey, Dad. Good morning to you. How are you? I'm okay. I think I think you are my son, right? <laughs> Last I checked. The last I checked. <laughs> How you doing, honey? <clears throat> never better. Never better, Dad. I was just talking with the audience that I'm going to take a trip up to Grayling uh, this coming weekend for Labor Day. Yeah? Yeah, so I'm just uh, just uh, excited about that. Always good to get back up there. I know you had uh, recently gone up, uh, excuse me, with Mike and Liz and that whole group. Uh, did you have a good time? We had a good time, but we had a bad storm one night. I mean, not night, daytime. It was fun because we sat under a porch, and man, that rain! I was watching the roof that has a gutter. Yeah, it was like a river coming out of that gutter. Oh, okay, so you guys got hammered with uh, with a bad storm. Oh, really bad! But it didn't last long. But uh, it was nice. Yeah. It put out, uh, Mike had started off a nice fire, spent all kinds of money for wood, and it just put out the fire. Ah, for crying out loud. Yeah, that happened. Rain will do that to fire. Yes, heavy rain. I mean, heavy rain. Yep, yep. It's definitely going to slow it down. You're going up this weekend? That Yes, that's the plan. And uh, wow. I was a I little. Wish you were there when we were there. Yeah, I know I couldn't. I had I had things going on last weekend, but. Uh, oh, I'm sure you did. Did Maddie start the school? Did Maddie start at the stool, school? Yeah, she did start to stool. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, her. Uh, uh, Madison's bowels are working very well. She just has. Oh, that's great. She's she's stoolish now. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's 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 uh, she's uh, she's that's okay, Dad. I know what you meant. Hey, I just woke up. What do you want from me? Oh, you're doing great. That's always a highlight of our day when. Uh... <laughs> oh boy. So yes, uh, Friday, uh, we moved her in. To the to the to college and uh, yeah, she's off and running. Classes started on Tuesday, yesterday. So wow, uh, yeah, that's, awesome, that's, uh, that's a pretty big thing, you know. I'm proud of her. Hey, uh, do you know what she wants to do for a living? Are you aware of this? Uh, I think I had heard it, but I'm not so sure. Clue me on that. Well, um, she wants to be a counselor, and I think she had mentioned, um, at least as of right now, going into like prisons yep wow yeah with uh you know some of these people that are in prison they eventually have to be released back into the world so if there is a infrastructure for uh mental health care when they leave they can they have a better chance at being productive and not uh having an issue breaking the law you know and that's where people like madison would come in in terms of trying to uh, piece that together for them, you know? Wow. So she's actually going to go to a prison and do that, right? 
Well, yeah, she would. Uh, she, 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 I mean, actually, they trained his people to become a, a civilized uh, human being. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's 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 kind of it. You know, some of these folks, uh, they they don't really have the uh, uh, right tools in their toolbox to be able to cope with the outside world after they've yeah. been incarcerated for a long time. You know. You know, something about that has always bothered me. People that have been a long time imprisoned, that how a normal person, human being, can get in there and help them out. It worries me that they can just turn against them right then and there, you know? Yeah, I think I think that that's a uh, legitimate concern. I think that that is. I, uh, I think there's a lot of uh, things in place to make sure it's a safe experience, though. Yeah, I, I hope so. I hope so. Now, Dad, you know that some of those people, though, are beyond help, and we need to just put them on an island. <laughs> oh, that definitely is a norm. I always think of that island, I'll tell you. In fact, a couple of nights ago, I was dreaming about it. Yeah, you are dreaming about the island? Yeah, I was thinking of, well, what if I have about 2,000 people out there, all degenerate people? Yeah, and then you just put them out there, no clothes, no food. Well, yeah, we drop them food once a week. Oh, okay. Air drop them. So they kind of like have to fight over the food? Well, we throw them out there. What they want to do with them is up to them. <laughs> okay. You know. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, that's the old island thing. We've we've, we've heard about that many, many times. <laughs> you know, this is strange. People take that comment of mine kind of lightly. Like it's a joke, you know? Uh, no, no, I don't think but so. It's a, it's a serious situation. <laughs> you know, Dad, I think I think everybody's on the same page. I mean, if, if these guys are not going to be changed, so let them do it with each other. Okay. Yep, yep. All right, Dad, uh, I'm looking here. Uh, there's a, a young man by the name of Nathan who has a question. Nathan. Yeah. He writes, Good morning, Nathan. How are you doing, buddy? He writes, uh, Nathan, uh, uh, Nathan writes, Dear Meathead, fall is almost here, and my family just made a huge pot of chili. I love it. Do you have a favorite seasonal food? Like, in the fall, is there a, a favorite food that you like, Dad? Well, something is really strange about my character about food. Yeah, really. There is no food. I mean, I would say that literally strongly that this is a fact. There's no food that I will refuse eating it. Yeah. I I think it's just the way I was raised. Yeah. Well, let, let, uh, let's let's put it this way. Let's say you had to choose between a big bowl of chili and celery. What would you choose? Well, the salary is not going to be a meal for me. You know, uh, I would go with the chili, but I don't like hot stuff. Okay, let's say plate of spaghetti and a carrot. I'll take the spaghetti. <laughs> okay, I'm writing this down so I know. Celery, celery is not a meal for me. I love spaghetti. <laughs> And uh, the celery is a, uh, hey, I will sit down and eat half a head of lettuce. Or uh, what's that big thing I do, each one? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Wait a minute. I'll sit there and eat a half a head of that. 
You mean to tell me you sit down and watch The Price is Right with a, with a head of lettuce in front of you? Not a head, but a big chunk of it. And I would do that. And you're going to eat it like it's potato chips? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, she buys uh, one of those car- uh, cauliflower once in a while. Yeah. And then that'll last me for about a week. I cut in chunks and sit down and eat it. Wow. That is uh, that is interesting. You know, I think that this is uh, this is good for you in the long run because you you uh, seem to eat pretty healthy, Dad. You know. Well, of course I'm fed healthy food. Yes, so. yes, yes. Okay, uh, Jason. Uh, listen, the one reason what this is when I was growing up, food was a commodity. Yeah, very scarce. Very scarce. Oh, yeah. I would actually, uh, how we kept our food fresh, we had a place at the one end of the backyard, the front yard or backyard, I forget what it was, that had a screen door in it, but it was never locked. Yeah. And my mom, every leftover food would, would put that in there. We had no refrigeration except a block of ice. And I would make sure there's no one watching me. I sneak in and take a chunk of that food. So wait a minute. You mean to tell me, like, uh, if you've got a, a piece of meat, you just throw it in a shed? Well, they don't throw it in there, but uh, somehow, I don't remember how I was. I was just a young kid. And we had an icebox, so we put it in the icebox. Uh, we we buy a big chunk of ice every yeah, morning. Wait a minute! You, you, didn't you say it had a screen door on it? I mean, it, it had a door. Ah, okay. It's a big area, and then okay. uh, there's an ice box in it, and the food are going there with a chunk wow. of ice. Man, okay, I get you, man. There are no refrigeration. That's like 1776 style of food preservation. You know? Yes. <laughs> That's like revolutionary war stuff. That's why I can survive yeah. a lot more and longer so. than any other person. Now, yeah, Dad, uh, you, you came from a part of the world, obviously, uh, uh, Middle East, and, uh, and, and that's, that's kind of like uh, on everybody's mind because the United States just had a horrible time getting out of the country of Afghanistan. Did you see, yeah. any, did you see any yeah. of that, Dad? The, the terrible thing. I uh, and then in, in the interim, they shot another, uh, killed another uh, yeah. bunch of our soldiers. You yeah, know? yeah. Now, uh, Dad, I was kind of of the mindset that we should blow them all to hell. Uh, what did you think we should have done in that case? Uh, I think we should have gone in full armament and full brigade and destroyed the hell oh, out yeah. of them. I would have just shot everything. I would have just These shot. These are rebels. Yes, yes. They're I not human beings that uh, sit down and uh, normally talk. Uh, how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we deal with people? They are rebels. I think that if we said, all right, uh, you know, make an announcement, everybody go inside and take cover. If you're not inside taking cover, you're going to get shot. You're going to be dead. That's how we handle it. And then there are no more problems. I mean, they made up a couple of bombs and killed 20 of our, uh, how many people? 13 of our people. No, Dad. uh, Those people were, my God, they worked so doggone hard to protect the idiots, and then they got killed. I'm right there with you, Dad. Um, Jason uh, writes this. 
Dear Meathead, I have a 1974 travel trailer camper that I am refurbishing, which, by the way, that sounds fantastic. That's um, great. I, I that love, is great. I love those old old things. That's why I love the trailer up north so much, the fact that... Uh, uh, that oh, that, that trailer you've got is a vintage. Oh, 1951. Oh, it's just awesome. Hey, and I got a device that uh, it's uh, Mike showed me it it uh it it makes a noise and it keeps the mice out oh really yeah it puts like a high-pitched noise i didn't even know that was the thing but it hums while you're not there well yeah it's battery powered and it's a frequency that humans cannot hear but the mice hate it so they're like i'm getting out of here i'm not going in there it's that sounds terrible it's like listening to a heavy metal band well have you experienced what it is from one visit to another visit well, I haven't yet done it, but Mike has, and I went into his place, and he goes, I had mice, and then I started using this, and now I no longer have mice. You got it already? I, I, it's coming. It's being mailed to me. Oh, I'll, I see. I'll take it up there this weekend. But I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, I had uh, the week, this weekend, I think, there's a mice in their place. Oh, yeah. well. No, there was only two little mice turds. Two little, oh, she says it was mice turds. <laughs> okay, but anyway, Jason says, uh, dear, yeah, Meathead, I'm, I'm refurbishing this 1974 travel trailer. Uh-huh. And then he says, uh, it's going to be worth it, however. And then he said, what's the biggest project, Meathead, you've undertaken? And how did it turn out? This whole house that I live in. Oh. It was gutted, except the walls with uh, no drywall on it, nothing. It was just boards. This whole house was between Joanne and I was refurbished. Yep, yep. I know that that was a big project. Uh, the windows were taken out. The floors were taken out. Everything was taken out. Yeah, and, and, and you did that all yourself? Just Joanne and I. Nice. It took us one year. Uh, Anonymous writes this. Dear Meathead, uh, the person that I recently started uh, dating has completely different spiritual spiritual beliefs than I do, and we cannot agree on anything when it comes to this. Is this relationship doomed already? What do you think? Signed, Anonymous. Just go over that one more thing. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. It, they just, they're religious people, are they? Uh, I don't know. All I know is that it says that uh, there is a difference in spiritual beliefs. Like perhaps one person believes and the other does not. Or maybe the one person believes and another person has different uh, uh, ideologies. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, uh, he wants to know, is the relationship doomed? Well, the way this person is telling me that, yes, this relationship is doomed. Wait, wait a minute, really? I mean, if they don't see eye to eye, religious-wise, and they're not even going to be able to talk about it, and to live together, this subject has to come up every so often, and it's not going to be a pleasant conversation. Well, you know... It's not going to be a civil type of thing. Listen, 
I love Jesus Christ. I enjoy him. He's my savior. No, they're going to get retaliation. <laughs> one says yes, one says no. Well, I don't know. I think that gives you a great opportunity to uh, let the person be independent in their thought processes. I mean, uh, that's the beauty of relationships. The, uh, the um, um, uh, point of it all is uh, learning and giving and taking. And I think that if you're respectful, uh, like I have friends of mine, one person is a Jew and the other person is a Christian and they're married. Uh, I, I have many people that are like that. Hell, when I was being raised, uh, mom would take us to church and you were not religious, but you still honored that to some degree. Well, then, of course, your relationship was doomed. So, I mean, maybe. <laughs> so, I guess, well, that, I guess, case in point. Uh, but just to correct you, the relationship was never doomed to begin with at the later years of it. Well, it became- you know what I mean. <laughs> I was kind of being funny, but anyway. Um, you children were born of love. Yeah, I know that. I'm just saying, uh, I don't uh, know. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I just I want the audience to know that just in case they want to make a thing out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, getting back to the point, I, I, I guess it's possible, but uh, I think it. Uh, if you look at it from a different lens, perhaps, Anonymous, you might be able to uh, navigate that. It might be a little well, bit more of a challenge, but. In reality, now, I mean, listen, when then the couple have issues of one has a belief and the other one doesn't have a belief, in their lifetime, this subject has to come up once in a while. And if, if it's definitely a civil couple that's very intelligent about it and accept the fact that one has this belief and faith, but it's not a discussion for the two of them because one believes it and one doesn't believe well, it. Well, yeah, religion is uh, religion and, uh, and, and uh, things like that. Spiritua- spirituality, to me, that is an individual type of process. That- right, the subject should never come up between the two of them. I mean, I would find it strange if I fell in love with, so- let's just say I was single, or, or let's even just go back to Diana. If I fell in love with Diana... And Diana told me, you know, uh, her spirituality. And if it did not align with mine, I wouldn't stop loving Diana. This is true, but you can never touch base on that subject. Got the you. subject is going to be taboo because one believes it, one doesn't believe it. All right. Very good. Uh, Joshua writes this, dear meathead. Okay, I guess we're getting back to food. Well, what is the best breakfast that a person can have? <laughs> Actually, you see, this subject is uh, talking of subject. I'm a poor candidate to well, yeah. help. Yeah, why don't, you, why don't you tell us uh, a head of lettuce? That's not a breakfast food. <laughs> uh, you know, but then again... Yeah. Uh, Sure. I, I never would eat that thing in the morning. Of course not. Sometimes uh, later on in the day, you know, evening hour or yeah, when I feel like a chunk of it, I take it. But there's, there's no way to say what is the best food and what isn't the best food. 
perhaps uh, perhaps like a well-balanced breakfast, Dad? I think, for instance, my breakfast is a bowl of cereal, and it really hasn't changed in years. No. Okay, great. Uh, how is anyone going to say that's the best breakfast? And it's just sugar-free, you know? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, fine, uh, fine. I do not use sugar. Uh, Josh also follows it up. Uh, favorite board game or card game? I would have. To, it's probably backgammon for you, isn't it, Dad? Well, it is and it isn't. But we just uh, Joanna, uh, Lizzie, and I had it, and she whipped the heck out of me. Oh man! Uh, but then again, I uh, one other time. I no, this one game she beat me. Uh, well, anyway, uh, but uh, backgammon is a good game. Is a but it's really not a talent game. No. Euchre. Uh, I, like, okay. I like euchre. I didn't know you know how to play euchre. We'll have to play that. I'm sorry? I didn't know you knew how to play that. We'll have to oh, play yeah. that. Oh, yeah. All right. Very good. Uh, finally, uh, Joe writes this question. Excuse me. Uh, dear Meathead, I have a friend that is always uh, talking terrible about his former coworkers. How do I let him know that it's best to just let it go? It's been five years, almost six, since he left that job. Signed, Joe. Joe, you know, I would definitely label that as a hatred. <laughs> y- yes. <laughs> because there's no way in hell I'm going to love or dislike somebody for... Years and years and years and years. This has to be diminished. Eventually, it becomes nothing but dust. Uh, and, and according to my religion, but the Bible, that's a sin. You do not, you love people. Now, yes, I've disliked people. I've disliked people, but I've never hated them. Uh, I'm right. So, I'm writing this down. No way I'm going to love or dislove someone for years and years. No, no way. It's a temporary thing. For instance, I have an argument with somebody. At the moment, it was a heated argument. I left. He left. It's gone. And then 20 years from now, I'm not going to say that, oh, I hate him. No way. It's a human being. We had a an argument, for instance, is, is a combination of two people arguing. One has an opinion, and the other one doesn't agree with that opinion. So if uh, if, if the people that uh, you work with uh, are, are, are constantly, passive-aggressively insulting you and telling the world about it, uh, you you shouldn't be mad then. You should just say, ah, whatever. Well, is there any value on that argument? I think the argument is it makes the person feel better when they can talk bad about the guy who's talking bad about them. Well, right now you and I are normal people talking to each other. Would you want to continue on with that sub-situation that you just mentioned? You're gonna, uh, we argued about the subject right now, and then 15 years from now, we, if we saw each other, we're going to argue again. You even forget what you argued about. <laughs> maybe over many years. Maybe. Maybe over years. Yeah, if something happened today, you're not going to forget it tomorrow. Right. Right. You're going to keep that with you, and you're going to stay bitter. You know, stay bitter. And eventually that'll go away. So okay. you got to forget it. All right, so stay bitter is what you're saying. 
When you stay, even staying bitter, you're bitter and the other guy's forgetting all about it, so he's having a good time and you're struggling yeah, with life. Yeah, you're having a good time. You're struggling. That's a, Okay, yeah. I get you. All right. Uh, no way I'm going to love or dislove someone for years and years and stay bitter. That's the takeaway. No, my God. In fact, it should be about uh, 36 hours. All right, let it go. Let it go. I'm with you. Let it go. It happened. You said it. Uh, Dad, as always, you've hit it out of the park. Everybody loves you. They, uh, I hope I got his, uh, got those questions in um, from everyone. If not, I'll get it next time. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave it right there, Dad. You've, you and Joanne have done it again. All right. Thank you. And also want to tell you something, honey. I missed you when we were up north. No, I'm so sorry that I couldn't be there. You know? Well, hey, you have other uh, situations that you had to take care of. Okay. Well, next time. All right. Okay. Audience, you wonderful people, and I hope to God, I, God that I have helped somebody with my bonehead type of. Oh no, yes, you absolutely did. You always do. Are you kidding me, Dad? Okay. Okay. All right, Joanne. Love you. Say hello to your sweetheart. Hug them. Hug the kids. Remember, hug a day makes the boo boo go away. <laughs> Okay, I got that. Hug a day helps the boo-boo go away. And then you said, hug uh, hug your sweetheart, hug him. Hug her. <laughs> if you hug him, then you'd be a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> My God. Okay, Dad. Okay. I'll, okay. Okay, I'll talk to you. Love you. Bye, guys. Love you. See ya. There you go. Dear me, Dad. Hug your sweetheart, hug him. Oh, my God. Wow. Thank you for the questions. You guys have done it again. Dear Meathead brought to you by JM Synthetics. The way you do it, go to jmsynthetics.com. Pick out what you want. Call Mays, 616-747-0231. No, 0233. Say, this is what I need, Jason, and then it shows up on your doorstep. Hang on. All right. I've got way too much to do, not enough time to do it, and I've got smarter than a former drug dealer trivia coming up at 1030. Uh, Hire me on Cameo, cameo cameo.com slash Eric Zane. Uh, For any type of roast that you might need for a friend. Uh, Workplace recognition. Congratulations on the big sale. Any type of accolades, success, maybe you screwed something up and your uh, friends want to make an ass out of you, I can do that. It's like dirt cheap, $15.99. You have it forever. And it's better than anything else on Cameo and beyond. Let me do my job in congratulating somebody, wishing somebody well, busting balls, roasting, you name it. There's examples of on uh, at cameo.com slash Eric Zane of the things that I've done in the past. A lot of fun. I love Cameo. And then I do them live on here. They show up in my inbox. I'm sitting here doing the show. I press record and then do it. One take, crush it every time, hit upload, and then that's it. That's why I'm the best. You think Vince Neal, he sits there, that fucking moron, 
has to sit there and read, hey, hey, John, this is Vince Neal, whatever's going on, buddy. I have a motley Christmas and a happy crew year. That's it. Asshole. 12 seconds. 300 bucks. Fuck you. The insurance guru is Frank Fuss. It takes a rare breed to be so stoked about insurance. Ugh. And if you have to deal with that on your own, it's horrible. Nobody wants to sit there and uh, painstakingly review their policy when it comes time to uh, buying it on the marketplace. If that's you, you know, uh, if you're a small business owner like myself um, with no other options for insurance, you buy it on the marketplace. There is a wrong way to do that. I've done it. Had I, uh, in the three years that I've purchased it, the first year I purchased the policy, that uh, policy was titled shit. And uh, it had a huge deductible. And it didn't even work with my doctor, even though it said at the, uh, uh, what do you call it, healthcare.gov, that it did. Remember the story about the green check mark? It didn't. I had to get a different doctor for a year. So that was fucked. Had I had Frank Fuss at buyinsurancehere.com, he would have helped me with that for free. Year two, again, that policy was called shit. Correct doctor, huge deductible, picked the wrong one. Year three was Frank. I went from a bronze policy to a silver policy. Paid nearly the same amount, just a little bit more. Virtually no deductible. My deductible went, I'm not kidding you, from uh, $16,500 out of pocket per year to eight hundred and fifty dollars because of Frank. I couldn't have done that by myself because I'm not an insurance dork like Frank. My point in all of this is when it comes to any type of insurance, uh, Medicare, dental, health, auto, um, your employee insurance plan, insurance on uh, healthcare.gov, be in touch with Frank. Frank will walk you through every step of everything you need to know. You will pay nothing, nothing for his expertise, nothing at all. Now, in some of these cases, like with Medicare, if you turn 65 in the next six months, you may need to buy a supplemental insurance policy to uh, fill in the gaps that Medicare doesn't cover for whatever it is. Let's say you're diabetic or you have various other needs. Medicare might not cover that. So you spend a few bucks and get a supplemental policy. Frank will help you with that too. He's the best. And if you listen to this show, all I want you to do is go to buyinsurancehere.com and just all that is a form. You're not signing up for anything that he goes, okay, this is what this person, and then you're going to have a phone conversation with him to find out your needs. And then, uh, and not everybody is going to be able to be helped because Frank's like, ah, you're fucked. I, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> totally kidding. Uh, Frank can help you. Buyinsurancehere.com. Mitch Fatel is in town. He's great. Very funny comedian. I talked about him extensively yesterday. Uh, go to fullhousecomedy.com in West Michigan. It says, upcoming events. Click here. 
Then the calendar tab will open up. You see Mitch's handsome face. Tonight, he is in MAGA country, Howard City Lanes. Uh, they're going to want to kill him there. They're going to like, are you an Arab? Uh, 7.30 and 9.30 in Howard City at Howard City Lanes tonight. Uh, let's see. Once you click on that, it'll take you to the Eventbrite uh, page. How much are tickets to see Mitch Fatel? Uh, this is being slow. So, fuck it. I'll come back to it. I don't want to lose the momentum that I have. Uh, tomorrow, Spectrum Lanes for Mitch. And then uh, on Friday, Rockford Lanes. And then uh, Saturday, Back Alley Comedy Club, part of Sherman Bowling Center. You see, it's all it's comedy and bowling. They kind of go hand in hand with Big Dick Donnie Veltman, former pro bowler and not funny. So he decided to combine the two, uh, comedy and bowling. Eddie Griffin is in town September 3rd at the Park Theater and September 4th. All these shows, go see one of them, fullhousecomedy.com. That is part of the Eric Zane Show podcast plan to get Big Dick Donnie back on his feet. All right. Zaniac Amanda is pissed off. She sent an email. Subject line, I am so mad. And I'll fill you in as to what's going on here. She's now she's fucking crazy, all right? Uh, I love her dearly, but she's an absolute lunatic. Um, this stems from me playing a clip of a viral video. It's a dog owner who does, quote, the voice of his dog. And in one in particular, his dog is saying, uh, is, is standing by the window. And then uh, another human says, so is this what you do all day? Is this all what you do is look out the window all day? And yeah, if you do it right, it takes all day. That This is that. You just look out the window the whole time? Yeah, I guess. If you do it right, it takes all day. But what do you actually look at? Um, that guy and wherever that thing is and the lady. And that's entertaining? Um, no, but also yes. Okay. Now, I love that. Uh, and uh, people are doing it with their own dogs. The same damn thing. So this guy, the one guy who started the whole TikTok trend, um, he did it first. And now other people are using the same track, the same dialogue with their dog. And you see girls actually playing the part of the guy saying, is this what you do all day? And then, eh, no, but I'll tell you, whatever dog they have. The, the one I love is of a Frenchie, obviously, of course. Now, I got that, in my mind, the first time I ever saw that was from my daughter, Jackie. And I instantly fell in love with it. What I had forgotten, though, is that lunatic Amanda had showed that to me in the past, like, pr probably just prior to that. And I fucking hated it. And I don't know why, but now I love it. And so she heard me play that clip and heard me say that I love that. And I had forgotten all about the interaction with her. She writes, I 
am behind on listening, but I decided this morning to catch up on yesterday's Patreon. You were talking about Jackie's new dog and you played a clip. I'm not sure if you've played this before, but you laughed and thought it was cute. All caps. And I'm so fucking pissed. I introduced you to that dog's voice at the Zaniac cookout and you wouldn't even listen. You said it was annoying that they make the dog talk and the voice was annoying and you didn't want anything to do with it. True. That all happened. I want credit, you fucktard, for playing those videos for you. Those TikTok videos are hilarious, and you know it. I agree. Now I do. Not sure when you got that clip. It was much later. But can you? But you can bite me because you suck right now. Sincerely, Amanda. She's correct. Everything that she said is true. And I wrote, really? I had no idea. I had forgot that those vids you played me. I actually love it now. Ha, 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 ha. And she writes, I fucking hate you. <laughs> the dude's dog's name is Tatum, and they live in Maine. I'll send you the TikTok, you fucker. No. Uh, full disclosure here, you are right, Amanda. I, I now recall it. I did hate it then, probably because it was coming from you. Because nearly everything that you like, with the exception of me, is completely our word rhymes with me marted. So there's that. Not nah, no, you but just also yeah. Look out the window the whole time. Uh, yeah, I guess if you do it right, takes all day. But what do you actually look at? Um, that guy and wherever that thing is, and the lady. And that's entertaining. Um, no, but also yes. <laughs> You're right. I love it. I didn't love it when you showed me. I love it when there's when my daughter showed me. I don't know what's going on there, but you're absolutely right. All right. Where do we go now? I still have to talk about... I didn't talk about this on the free podcast yesterday, but I touched on it on the Patreon. And I think it requires a little bit more attention right now. That would be this despicable human being named Jason Schaefer, who dodged a uh, 300-second banning on the Patreon by not showing up to the live stream, and he will get his. I will make him eat 300 seconds. And it's it all stems from... I mean, 99% of what I say on this show is is a joke, okay? Here I am talking about sobriety with the Barry County Sobriety Club, and here I, and I'm talking about how the nice shirt that they gave me, uh, I don't want to wear it because I'm afraid people might think because it has a Blue Lives, uh, Thin Blue Line logo. It appears to have a Thin Blue Line logo. I don't want people to think that I shoot black people in the face. That's a joke. Okay? Now, if I sat here, and then they called me and said, I would be like, fucking idiots. It's a fucking podcast. It's a joke. It's what I'm paid to do. Do you think I'm here to try to sway your mind on politics? 
No, it's all steeped in being an asshole. That's my job. Okay? Uh, He was hurt because I told the story of when I got the dumb shit in Chicago to announce on the PA, last name, Peninfant, first name, Mandaray, which when he said it, he said, Attention, so in Walgreens customers, if there's a manda rape an infant in the store, will you please come to the front? That is hysterical, okay? No, I am not supporting the raping of infants. Yeah, because that makes sense. Context matters, you fucking uh, ogre John Coffee-looking son of a bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, my God. God, did you, okay, did you laugh at all of the other 800 other jokes I had during the, the week, none of which were appropriate? Earlier in the week, I talked about a real guy who goes by the name Crippled Jesus, who has cerebral palsy so bad that I said, if Connor Clapton survived the fall, he would have looked like Crippled Jesus. Hell, he probably would have looked better than crippled Jesus. Now, that's fucking mean and horrible and hilarious. That's the way it goes. You cannot sit there. If I have ever said anything, it's either all or nothing, okay? All or nothing. You either get it or you don't. It's show or no show. You cannot sit there and go individual nitpicking moments, not on this show. That is how this show remains uncancelable. You either take it or you leave it. And I don't want to have to have this lecture again with you or any of you fucking bastards who gets pissed off at something I say on a podcast. This is what you get. I think in the back of my brain, Jason Schaefer doesn't like it because he's concerned that if he's in a store where someone says, if there's a man to rape an infant in the store, will you please come to the front? I think Jason is worried that if he heard that, he'd be triggered to go to the front and say, I'm your guy. Now, you deserve that. You... Me, me. I want to do it. Oh, I mean, uh, I'm the guy. Uh, what? Come on! Enough! You cannot have it both ways. It's either show or no show. You cannot uh, fucking uh, a la carte particular things that you're offended about on the Eric Zane Show podcast. Unacceptable! The Duchess says, I still hate that joke, LOL. Jason's, she also adds, Jason's going to have to suck it up and take the 300-second ban hammer. He then indicates, I'll be there this morning for my 300. Yeah, you can't be a gutless twat about it. Get in there, and I'm going to ceremoniously, ceremonially, well, how, am I, how do I say that? Ceremonially jam it down your 
fucking fuck! Amanda says Zane is such a bully. Oh, that is just horseshit. Unacceptable. Uh, and by the Jason says, and that goes for everybody, correct? Yes. There, there is, uh, there is no uh, being offended by the things Eric says. By the way, I just put up a new billboard. Um, I want to actually get it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can get to it. I just had a new billboard written. Ah, here it is. Um, so there was just a big, uh, I know I've been going hard uh, on free, at uh, free Bear and Hot Wings and uh, something I think I should have done a long time ago. But um, they just had a, a huge, uh, long-winded conversation about why they think it's acceptable for them to be uh, to do what they do. And, and I think it's horrible, but whatever. Um, just the style of the show now. That people have been lulled into complacency and in thinking that these long-winded, boring segments about... Uh, I printed off a new thing on the 3D printer and other horse shit and laugh talking and it's just it's just oh just a slog i actually encourage you to listen so that you can hear what i'm talking about okay and they did this long drawn out thing about we don't like it when you call us lazy that's very offensive or something like that i think it was the 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 lady on the show the girl uh uh, uh, Miss Woke or whatever her name is complaining and being butthurt about uh, people saying that they're lazy. Okay. So this uh, billboard is appearing all throughout Grand Rapids now uh, with hopes that um, they can in- see that on their ride to work. In blue letters, ignore lazy radio. Go to ericzaneshow.com. So you'll see that on the uh, US 131 corridor in morning drive, middays, and afternoon drive. There you go. Just a little fun thing that I like to do from time to time. Glad to be a part of it. Aram says, that's awesome. Tyler says, ha ha. And you should see the size of this billboard. Double truck. Like, it's massive. By the way, if you guys didn't subscribe to the podcast and you did not bang on the door of the advertisers and you did not support the Patreon and you did not watch my stupid fucking Facebook videos and YouTube videos and uh, Periscope videos, I could not do that. That's uh, that's reinvesting in the show to get more people to listen to it. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. You are all amazing. All right. Plenty more to talk about on the Patreon. Diana had an embarrassing moment working uh, on a Zoom 
with her new employer. Diana nearly caused a massive pileup on the interstate yesterday, and she wasn't even there. I cannot wait to share that with you on my Patreon. That comes up in moments. At uh, 10.30 Eastern Time, smarter than a former drug dealer trivia, Clay B. Clay B. Clay Byers will take on Dale in trivia for $25. I sent Saul's check out the other day. I sent Kyler's check out that I owed him from Bet on Ben um, the other day. And uh, so you can win money, too, on Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia if you are on Patreon. It happens in about 38 minutes. Be thinking about the asshole of the day. Who is it going to be? Thank you again to Horizon Hydroponics. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N hydroponics.com. If you are growing anything, indoors, outdoors, flowers, cucumbers, or cannabis, you need Horizon Hydroponics. Um, You folks in the field who work very, very hard to make sure that your plants grow abundantly, well, you know that it isn't just throw the thing in the ground or throw it in the soil and turn on a light. There's so much more to it. And as you learn this skill or trade, if you will, uh, you're picking things up as you go through talking to experts, other people who do it, maybe people in the industry. Uh, the center for all of that growing universe throughout the United States is Horizon Hydroponics. No matter where you are in the U.S., this is who you reach out to for lights, fertilizers, soils, containers, any other medium that you grow in, uh, growing hydroponically, it's all there, and the expertise to go with it. Because before you buy it online, you can call the store and say, "Hey, wh- what the hell is this? How does this work?" Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay, thanks. I'm gonna buy one. You buy it online. Shipped anywhere in the U.S. Orders two fifty and over are free. You use the coupon code Zane Show at checkout. That will save you ten percent. Save money. Horizonhydroponics.com. You can also order it online and pick it up at any of the four brick and mortar stores on Alpine and Grand Rapids. The Growers Outlet in Byron Center, Lansing, Michigan, and Kalamazoo, Michigan. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. Tomorrow, we will be killing it with Kyle. Uh, Dumpster Divers Kyle. It's just a shame that his name is Kyle, which is the same as, well, you know. But anyway, uh, uh, Kyle from Dumpster Divers will be killing it with Kyle tomorrow at 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Kyle with his ruminations and thoughts on things going on in the world. If you need a dumpster and you are in West Michigan, reach out to Dumpster Divers LLC. DumpsterDiversLLC.com or call or text. Uh, you can call or text Kyle or not Black Emilio, 616-375-9962. I thought uh, I, his, his name, not Black Emilio, the 50% owner of Dumpster Divers, because I said, hey, is Emilio Black? And they got a, he got a big kick out of that. He goes, no, man, he's Latino. I was like, well, he sure as shit looks black to me. Hold on. You need to look at this dude. Does he not look like a black dude? We could do that as a Twitter poll. Does Emilio look black or Latino? Let me share the screen. You can see for yourselves. That'll be a running, uh, a running thread here on the show. Okay, to me, this is like, uh, uh, who was that guy that used to play for the Pistons who's black but not black? 
Uh, what was his name? God dang it. Uh, big dude, strong. Anyway, he looks like a light-skinned brother to me. I mean, you got the dark hair, dark eyes, dark, dark uh, eyebrows. I thought he was a black dude for sure, but apparently not. And then Kyle with that grin. What's up with that? That's a that's a look on Kyle's face like you're that uh, the dog is about to be boned forcibly. The fuck is going on there? Holy shit. Josh writes classic Zane. He's a black guy, so it must be Bernie Mac. No, not Tayshawn Prince. Um, what is what was that guy? He got he just left the Pistons this past year. I mean, he's super white, but he's a black guy. He's got a white mom and a black Blake Griffin. That's the guy. No, no, no. Blake Griffin makes Tayshawn Prince. Look like a Kenyan runner. All right. Where was I? Anyway, call or text dumpster divers. You're going to get a dumpster that uh, is not going to cost as much as the other guys, and it's a better dumpster. It doesn't occupy as much space. 616-375-9962. The Asshole of the Day is brought to you by TC Paintball and JM Synthetics. TCPaintballGR.com and, of course, JMSynthetics.com, which we mentioned earlier on the show, uh, a sponsor of Deer Meathead. <clears throat> All right. Yesterday's asshole of the day was Michael Gray. Oh, fuck that guy. What a fucking idiot. I have never liked that guy. I've only taken his job. I can understand why he doesn't like me. I've only taken his job twice. He better hope that I don't decide to grow uh, a fond of Helena, Montana, because uh, I know I have work because it's walk in and take his job like I've done twice. Holy shit. All right. Well, we talked about lions. They suck. Uh, they're they're going to suck. I don't care what Bill says. Bill might be a candidate for asshole of the day because of that stoop, those stupid lion blinders he has on his head. Uh, the get-together in Hastings, uh, Diana breaking my heart. She could be a candidate for asshole of the day. NFK for talking to me like I'm a piece of shit. Uh, let's see. Hurricane update. Did I talk about that? No, I didn't talk about that. I'll talk about that on the Patreon. Amanda being mad as hell. I could be a candidate because I forgot that she introduced me to that uh, uh, viral video on TikTok. We had Dear Meathead. We had Jason Schaefer. Hmm. Who is your asshole today? Let's see what you think. That doesn't necessarily mean it is going to wind up that way. I see no votes. Nothing. So, I give you the asshole of the day for his stupid, horrible, huge opinion on the Lions. The asshole of the day is huge. I'm even lowering my count before the season starts of victories. When you go ahead and uh, uh, cut all of the receivers that you were trying out in the preseason a week before the first game, that shows you how shitty they're going to be. They're, they're, they're cutting the shitty receivers in order to sign 
shitty receivers cut by other teams. That's what they're doing. And you expect them to win football games with a new coach, a new quarterback. Come on. Uh, I will say I have expectations uh, of just them improving during the year. I just want to see them improve. I'm not the guy to sit there and and uh, and 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 say that I hate them. I'm never going to watch them again. I will always love the Lions, but this is going to take a while. Let's uh, lower those expectations a little bit. Joe Morin, oh God, this disgusting uh, skinny fuck writes Eric Zane for asshole of the day. Oh God, what are the what are the dumber listeners? Right here in Joe Morin. What a what a sick, sick individual he is. His passive aggressive uh, question asking for dear meathead, uh, that that whole anti-vax thing. Uh, I don't know. He's just a nut, like some of you are. Jason says we need a contrasting hero of the day. Well, that would be me. Thank you, Ben. He said Blake Griffin. I appreciate that. Yeah, every, well, that every day it would be me. Joe Morin says, let's go race. All right, I'll race you. After I destroy Mike Ball, uh, I will race you. I would need some time to train, though. You need. You got to give me one year. I will beat Mike Ball October 17th, and then the following year I will rip you a new asshole at 52 years old. You're dead. All right. That's it. I'm done. I appreciate you guys very much. I love you. I hope uh, you take what I say with a grain of salt. It is a comedy podcast. Don't take it fucking personal. Kirk. Kirk. What's it, Dirk? Kirk. Till next time. Have a good one. Bye-bye.